you are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to another episode of Divine Authenticity, which is my podcast. If you are unfamiliar, I put new episodes out every single Tuesday, and uh, this one, this particular episode has a video counterpart, so if you want to listen to this episode and not watch it, or if you want to watch it and not, and like have the visual, basically, you can check out down below. I will either link the video or the podcast homepage. Uh, if you're watching the video and you're not familiar with my podcast, it is available everywhere you listen to podcasts. So definitely check it out. Not every episode gets made into a video. Uh, only a handful of them do actually. And this podcast runs every single Tuesday. So definitely check that out. But today's episode, I wanted to focus mainly on my starter pack or my starter guide into witchcraft. Now, some of you might know if you've seen past videos or listened to past podcasts of mine, I have a few episodes on witchcraft that I will link down below for you. And if you're watching the video, I will also card them for you. But I've talked about this before. I've been a practicing witch since 2018, but have been really into spirituality. I'm going to say probably since like my mid 20s. I'm almost 31 at the time that this is being recorded. So four years as like a dedicated, dedicating myself a practicing witch. But a few years prior to that, I was kind of already into it. And I have whole videos and podcasts again that talk about my pathword in. So I don't really want to focus too much on that today. I want to focus mainly on with the knowledge that I have now today as a practicing chaos witch, what would what do I think would have been like the most valuable starting points and things to remember if I was just getting into it? Because I do feel like not only just right now is witchcraft a lot more popular than it was even back in early 2018. It's very like mainstream now to practice witchcraft, which I think is good. I think it has its drawbacks and its positives in the witch community. Sometimes I think that we experience a lot of gatekeeping or a lot of uh, negative effects of this, but I also think it brings a lot of people out of the woodwork to start practicing different forms of spirituality. So I see it really more as a positive than anything, but I also feel like from that, there's just such a mixed bag of information, and I feel like a lot of my starter pack things are going to be a lot more simple, but if they're implemented, I feel like you're going to feel so much more comfortable in your path. And I find that a lot of quote unquote baby witches uh, come to me asking for advice about paths and what path to take and what to do. And so I really want to address more of that personal approach today and kind of the mindset going into witchcraft and where I think you can start off and take yourself down this really a path of self-discovery, in my opinion. That's all witchcraft really is to me, is just a path of discovering yourself more and more and more, and also discovering the cyclical nature of the world around you. And if anybody tells you anything different, it doesn't mean that they're wrong, but I do feel like, you know, of course, we have the very dogmatic representations of witchcraft, even in Hollywood, we see how that's played out. Um, if the term witch 
is offensive to you or you see it in a way that it's demonic in some way, I would highly encourage just taking some time to read anything about witchcraft. And you'll, I feel like if you really take that in, if it's something that you're curious about, you'll find that it honestly has nothing to do with anything of the sort. And even when we had like the burning of the witches, right, the Salem witch trials, this was really a lot about turning friends against friends and sisters against sisters and women against women more than anything else. And I believe even in today's society, we see how this is still playing out when we see what is called like the witch wound, where even in today's society, there's a lot of women not trusting women or feeling inferior in the presence of women. Now, witchcraft, I want to say right out the gate, it is not a gender based title. Uh, you can be, you can identify however and still be a witch. My husband is a chaos witch himself. Uh, it is not gender specific. The only reason I bring up the Salem witch trials with women is because it typically tended to be women, but I believe that there were plenty of people that were burned that were not just women. So, um, I do feel I wanted to include that though, because I know not everybody that watches my channel in particular is familiar with this stuff or wants to hear anything about it or maybe finds it offensive. And not that it's my job to explain it to anybody. I'm just here to live my authentic truth and walk my authentic path. But I always want to open the door for curiosity because that to me, and maybe that's on being a Sagittarius rising, I don't know. I feel like when we allow ourselves to be more curious about the things that we don't understand, or even the things that make us angry, we're able to actually understand things at such a deeper level, even if it ends up not being something for you or something you agree with. So the second point I want to make is that Wiccan and practicing witchcraft or a witch and a Wiccan are not the same thing. Every Wiccan is a witch, but not every witch is a Wiccan. Uh, in my understanding of being a Wiccan, that has more to do with like a specific set of rules. It's almost more of like a religious based path, but not it doesn't necessarily honor like God, it's the God and goddess. Um, I don't consider myself to be a Wiccan. I am not the expert on knowledge on Wicca. But you can be a practicing witch and have a totally different religion that you follow because witchcraft is a practice. It's not a set of religious rules. So Anybody can be a witch. I firmly believe, even though I know there's a lot of uh, contrary belief on this, I believe that even if you practice Christianity, you can still practice witchcraft. Or if you are or identify as Christian, you can still practice witchcraft. Um, I just believe that we can make room for everybody. So that all being said, all the stipulations aside, um, I want to say first that... This is me talking about what I think would have helped me and where I feel like it's really important to make sure that you're grounded in your practice before maybe even venturing too far in and finding different things to do. So I'm just sharing what I think would have worked for me. It might not be the exact same way for you, but I might be able to offer some tips of guidance. <clears throat> so the first thing is that I always recommend just starting exactly where you are. There's no 
And I think a lot of people get caught up on this. And I think this is just like good advice for life. It's not even just about witchcraft, but starting exactly where you are. Like, for example, if you were going to start a YouTube channel tomorrow, you don't need to get the cream of the crop camera. You don't need to have the best microphone. You don't need to have the prettiest background. You don't need to have the set. You could literally start with your phone, holding it up at the end of one of your hands, and that can be exactly where you start. You know, you don't need to know every single thing about witchcraft before you are considered practicing witchcraft. And I think a lot of people will get hung up right there. And if you let this fear of not knowing enough stop you, I honestly think it's it doesn't lead you into learning. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, but like if you don't know how to protect yourself and you just jump in, that's making a fatal error. That's making a really bad mistake. Maybe it's because I'm a chaos witch and I learn from my own mistakes. Like that might have a lot to do with it that we've talked about chaos witchcraft before. I have a specific episode on chaos witchcraft uh, that's just a podcast. There's no video. But chaos, being a chaos witch, there really are no rules. Like things work because you have tested them yourself or they work because you truly believe that they will. And so I feel like I kind of have a skewed perception when it comes to witchcraft, but I didn't start out as a chaos witch. I started out as an eclectic witch where you kind of take pick and choose practices and kind of form them into being a practice that feels good and makes sense to you. It's very specific to the practitioner. And then chaos witchcraft to me really denounces all the rules and says, there are no rules. I make the rules. And to me, it's just like playing like in the best way. I don't mean that I don't take my practice seriously, but it's like, to me, magic is supposed to be fun and it should be fun. And granted, I don't think we should just be out there like hexing everybody. I mean, do what you will. Always in my personal belief system, I think that that means that the whatever you put out is going to come back to you times three. So you have to be careful with that. And I think also it is because I hold that belief that I'm held accountable to that belief. But in any case, starting where you are. So you don't need to know every single little in and out of witchcraft to start having a practice. You can start simply by learning how to call the corners. You can start by maybe you've just learned one thing from somewhere and you want to test that out for yourself. Like I said, this may not be the best advice for everyone. I know there's a lot of beliefs out there, but this is the advice that I wish that I had had. And the second thing is, oh my gosh, the Witch of Wonderlust said this the best, in my opinion, uh, which if you don't follow her, what is you doing, pumpkin? You got to get on that. She's fantastic, especially if you love witch content. But she said it the best in one of her more recent videos where she talked about how writing things down is so important. And along your path, you're going to learn what works and what doesn't work. And you're going to be able to see really what form of magic works the best for you because of writing those workings down. You think that you're going to remember everything up here, but most of you, I promise, will not. I know that from my own practice and from others, like writing things down is such an important part of your practice, especially as you're starting out and you're just learning. You really want to 
have a quote unquote book of shadows, which I have a whole video where I did like a bullet journal type book of shadows with y'all. I will make sure to link that down below as well. If you're looking for tips on how to set up one that is really good, in my opinion, for like closeted witches, where you're not openly able to practice, I think bullet journals are a great way to go about it because you can kind of sneakily hide it. And I talk about that in my bullet journal video. But Writing things down and then once that spell or that working has come into fruition, writing down how it happened, what happened, what do you think worked, what do you think didn't work, because especially in terms of being a chaos witch, if that is a path that you're interested in, being a chaos witch it's really important to have that information. It's almost like analytics for your witchcraft. And having the analytics allows you to kind of, again, see what worked and what didn't work. And you just kind of don't deal with all the faff that doesn't work. You stick with the things that work. And I mean, yes and no. I feel like it's so hard to explain chaos witchcraft because yes, but also on one given day, if you don't have this herb and you happen to have another one, you just make do. Like... We're just out here playing, like I said. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, the next thing I feel like that is a really important starting point, if it interests you, is learning, to me, one of the most basic things to work with when it comes to witchcraft. Now, I will say this, I feel like if it doesn't interest you, it might not be like a basic level for you. But I feel like most, if not all, witchcraft uses this a little bit. And so it is important to recognize. And that is studying astrology. In my opinion, astrology is just the language of the stars and the planets. It's literally like speaking another language. And there is so much vast and incredible knowledge out there. I don't think any one person will ever know it all. And I think that's something I actually admire about astrology is it gives me something to keep turning back to and learning more and more and more as I go. And with astrology, the reason this is so important for magic working is Oftentimes when you spellcraft or you make things or you want to know when something is of ample time to call it in, things that are just going to intensify the magic that you do, it's important to know astrology because then you won't need to ask somebody else. You want, and like maybe the, again, that's just me. I like to know things, but I don't have to ask anybody else. Oh, when's a good time for me to manifest a house? When's a good time for me to do a spell craft for? Uh, the healing of this aspect of my life. I don't have to ask anybody those questions because I already know, and. That didn't take a lot of effort. I know that astrology, if you are somebody that is like really unfamiliar, it can seem like a really daunting task. But even just learning the moon cycles is enough. 
And then you can get into like planetary days, planetary hours. But I would encourage even just working with the moon phases, extremely valuable to witchcraft practice. And I know, like I said, it, it, it seems like a lot because astrology feels like a totally different language. But even if you just learn the planets and the signs and their meanings, and you can use an app. I actually use an app. My phone's not in here right now or I'd show it to you. Uh, I use an app called The Moon just to simplify for me, showing me what sign the moon is in on any given day. And it also shows me when the new and full moons are. But usually I'm kind of tracking it every day, so I don't even really need the app anymore. But in the past, like that was a really easy way. But if I knew the meanings of the signs, and I knew like the planetary meanings behind them as well, it just made everything so much easier when I like, I just I believe personally in doing a lot of moon based ritual. That's kind of the trajectory that I keep my spell crafting on. So this is why I would recommend this to myself is just getting into that astrology as early as possible, because it's something that will benefit you for the entirety of your magical workings. And the best way I encourage you to do it, I will link this down below, read the book Moonology by Yasmin Boland. She also has some tarot card decks that are really beautiful that I'll link down below too, that I use a lot. Uh, I believe these are some of the simplest tools. And it doesn't take a ton of study. You could literally look at this book every new moon and every full moon. You read the pages that talk about this for you. Specifically, it has to do with your rising sign. The book explains it in really great detail. Even if you don't know your birth time exactly, it actually gives you a guide of kind of how to figure it out, uh, what your rising sign would be. And it just really lays out the foundational work. And I swear to you, because I did it myself, you use this book for one year, literally two days out of every month, roughly, sometimes three days, depending on if there's a blue moon or something, you will understand how charting your own astrological correspondences goes. And I'm actually looking into creating my own course on something very similar for all of y'all. Uh, I'll let you know when in the future that happens. But I believe in this work so wholeheartedly in doing your own magical workings that like, I want to give this knowledge, <laughs> because I think it is that valuable and something worth studying, especially in the beginning. It allows you to just open yourself up so much more to like, granted, you could do any magical working on any given day, you don't have to behold yourself to the moon. But it amplifies the magic that you do. And truthfully, I have seen such success with this. And I know that it works that I would encourage everybody to do it. So check those out down below. And I also feel like using um, using like Tarot cards can be really helpful as well. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Using tarot cards can be really helpful in your magical workings. But I know a lot like I don't want y'all to pigeonhole yourself into one place like tarot cards and moon charting and all this stuff is so great. And that's a lot of what I would do. But if you feel really called to learning about like uh, medicinal herbs, if you feel really called to learning about 
crystals, if you feel really called to learning about the chakras, if you feel really called to learning about money magic in particular, or sea magic, or, you know, maybe it's just like the magic of your native town where you are currently, what is the magic and the roots of that area? Whatever really strikes your fancy is where you need to go. Like, I don't know how else to explain that. But you usually feel it. You feel called to something specifically. And for me, that was astrology, which, again, I still stand by astrology at every every single magic practitioner I feel like would benefit from astrology. But even with tarot cards, I got really, really, really into them because I felt a pull to them. They helped me rediscover myself and bring me out of a really dark period of my life. And slowly, I got to a place where I wanted to give that to other people because it helped me psychologically so much that then it led me into the path that I'm not on now, which if you're just listening to the podcast, and you don't know, like, I run an entire tarot channel that many of you are watching that video on that channel. Uh, and it's what I do for a living now. I'm a tarot card reader. That's what I do. That's like the bulk of my business is tarot card reading. And I love giving that guidance and direction to people. And it's such a heavy, I don't want to say heavy in a bad way, but it's so like such a huge part of my own practice and crafts. Um, and I feel like the last thing I really want to say is that this is your practice. I know that we can see other people posting all these beautiful images, making all of these fantastic videos, putting out all of this great content. And again, this is kind of more like advice for life as well. Most people, I would argue, are not in their magic every single day. Now, I'm sure there are some practitioners out there that they connect with their magic on a daily basis, but not everybody is out there doing that. And if you treat this path like it is truly your own and you get to customize it and you get to decide what it's going to be like, that's where all the magic really is. It's not about the tools. It's not about the cool photos you can take. It's it's about what energy you're bringing to the table. You could literally work with zero tools, zero books, and just decide to start setting intentions with yourself and recording what happens when you do that. That's to me, it's all just energy. It's the energy that you bring in. And yeah, the tools and everything are nice, but it's not necessary. And I also hear like, I guess like what I'm trying to hit on is I hear from a lot of people that they feel like they're a bad witch or that they feel guilty for, you know, not practicing for like two or three months at a time. And I'm here to tell you that that is absolutely okay. It doesn't make you any less of a witch or a practitioner. You are still a witch. If you feel called to that path, you are still a witch. It doesn't matter how long you've gone without practicing anything. It doesn't matter. You are still a witch. And just because you see somebody out there working their magic 24-7 or it seems like it, that doesn't mean that they're any better than you. Or you say things to yourself like, man, I really got to get back up on this magical working or, oh, I really got to do that. I would instead take that back to a self-aware note and ask yourself why you think you have to make that space. 
Because I feel like a lot of us also know that if it's something we really actively want to pursue, we will pursue it. If you feel so lit up and ignited and there is a fire being stroked within you to go and do something or to become something or to start something, you know what that feels like and you will do anything to create that time in your day. And again, I'm not saying this because I want you to feel defeated about your practice. I to give you like a personal account even because I really root my work in a lot of that. I always want to give the proof, right? In why I do or know things. I went through and I've talked about this a ton on my podcast for about seven months. I think I've said eight months, but technically about seven months. I went through the worst mental health crisis of my life. I was not practicing magic at that time. I couldn't. I didn't have the energy. I was so depressed and anxious and was literally going through some of the darkest moments of my life. I couldn't bring my full energy to the table to create spell workings. No way. And do I think that made me less of a witch? Do I think that that canceled out my ability to do magic? No. You know, and now that I'm feeling better, I'm getting back on it. I'm getting... And now that I'm back in it, I'm, or now that I'm feeling better and getting back into it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I'm picking up right where I left off. And now I'm learning new things and I'm excited about new things. So anyways, I feel like I've rambled on enough. I hope if anything, this video or this podcast, wherever you're listening, gives you the courage to know that you don't have to practice in any way that anybody else says. Your magic is your magic. You can come to it when you're ready, when you have the space, when you want to dedicate the space and time. And you're no less of a witch just because of what you think other people are doing. And you got to start with the basics, which really is about getting right with yourself. And that's what I have for you today, my beautiful pumpkins. Please do not forget when you stand in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel if you're not already here, my TikTok, my Instagram, the podcast if you're just watching the video and you haven't listened to all the other episodes. Uh, check out the podcast link down below. It's available on so many platforms, uh, like literally anywhere you listen to platforms, listen to podcasts, it's available for you. And last but certainly not least, I want to give an extra special to my patrons. They are the reason I get to create content like this, both on the podcast and here here on YouTube, because without my patrons over on Patreon, there's no way I would be able to create the way that I do and to make more things outside of just tarot card reading videos. So thank you so much to my patrons for making this content possible. You are so well and truly appreciated. I love you so much. And if you want to support me and the things that I create and get more content like this, definitely check out the Patreon link is going to be down below. I love you so much, pumpkin. I'll talk to you again soon.